Next on BYU Sports Nation, a quarterback quandary in Provo. Who in the world will start for BYU football on Friday night against Boise State? Blaine Fowler on the possibility of Tanner Mangum playing Friday night. And drive for show, putt for dough. Or at least bragging rights with Between the Lines. Just tap it in. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. We are energized. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Tuesday, October 3rd, wherever and however you're dialed in. It's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the opening act for one Kristen Chenoweth, Jerem Jordan. Ah! No, today during the uh, Devo slash Forum, Mm -hmm. uh, it's like a pep rally kind Mm -hmm, of deal. mm -hmm. Uh, We are involved, which is cool. Uh, We have like seven minutes, and uh, the athletic director, Tom Homo, will be right before us. So I'd like to think that Tom's the warm-up act for us, which isn't true (laughs) at all, but that's what I'd like to think. (laughs) However you want to phrase that, Yeah, it's definitely not true. Make yourself feel more important. Save the worst for last. The Cougarettes are right after us, so we are wedged between... A super, multi-Super Bowl champion and national champion. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's us. Then there's us. <laughs> right, right where we should be. By yeah. the way, did you ever take a date to homecoming at BYU? It was no. a huge deal in high school, no. right? Yeah, homecoming in high school was a big deal. Yeah, but not, no. Not. Is there still an actual dance? I don't, I don't know. even know. I don't know. I don't really care. Like, homecoming for me in college was the football game. And that's all there was to it. Oh, yeah. It was called homecoming week. Yeah. In fact, I, I was asked if I was going to homecoming spectacular. I was like, I'm actually going out of town this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday, I'm going on a brodeo. Can somebody please tell me if there's an actual dance still? I, I have no idea. Raise your hand if there's, if you know. <laughs> we can't see you, but raise your hand. Yeah. While you uh, get to the social media machine and let me know we should discuss the headlines it's your byu sports nation headlines byu preparing for a homecoming showdown with boise state at lavelle edwards stadium on friday night storyline of the week who will be the starting quarterback for the cougar football team i'll do it ty detmer told greg Ravel yesterday on coordinators corner it depends on if certain guys are cleared to play well, if Tanner's cleared, um, he's seeing the doctor this afternoon. If he's cleared, he'll be the guy. If Bo's cleared, he'll be the starter. And then after that, uh, it's kind of all hands on deck right now. We're exploring all options. Can Tanner get a doctor's note, please? Just a simple little, yeah, sure, run him out there. You think there's a call before from Kalani, the appointment? Hey, if you could, uh, if he can be cleared, will you please clear him? <laughs> I'll call before, too. Who's the quarterback? We will discuss that at length. Yeah, if he's healthy, he's the guy. If Tanner Mangum is healthy, and it will have been four weeks from the injury this Saturday, so four weeks minus a day, 27 days, um, is he he good to go? Could Tanner Mangum play? We will discuss coming up and with Blaine Fowler. Yeah, yeah, and there's more to come. Like, the latest details will happen during BYU football media availability today at 110 Eastern on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Follow it for live interviews and all of that good stuff. Daniel Sorensen had a tackle last night on Monday Night Football for the undefeated Chiefs. 
They stand defeated. 29-20 win against the Redskins. Sorensen has 18 tackles in three games. Wow, not bad. Está bien. Did he have a forearm shiver? I don't think he uh, slammed anyone to the ground this week <laughs> in his one tackle. BYU women's volleyball. Up one spot in the latest rankings to number eight. The AVCA coaches poll released yesterday. BYU plays at St. Mary's and Pacific on Thursday and Saturday. McKenna Miller has the BYU Sports Nation karma rocking for after her visit yesterday. Lock your door Saturday. And the men's golf team is tied for first place after day one at the Nick Watney Invitational in Frez. Yes. Peter Quest sets the top of the leaderboard, shot five under a 65 in his round one. They played two grief. rounds, so he ends up at five under. We will update you on BYU standing throughout the show. Doesn't that just sound like a PGA name? Oh, Peter Quest sounds like a Quest cartoon character. For birdie. Yeah. I get <laughs> Quest with a K. And he's playing like it. He is playing like that. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Quarterback quandary. There is one burning hot question dominating the BYU football rhetoric this week. And with that, I welcome you now to the steam room. Jerem, breathe deep and hold the steam in your lungs. Can you handle the heat? Who is BYU's quarterback on Friday night? You answer the question on Twitter. You basically said it. Who yes. is your starting quarterback on Friday versus Boise State? Why use that? Yeah, not who BYU will. Asin. But I'm who telling is you, your why. quarterback, James the Mormon, at Russ Melrose, used the hashtag BYUSN. Okay, simple. It's Critchlow, Tanner, and Bo, but not Bo Tanner, won't be ready. Coy was ineffective, and Critchlow is better this fall than Willstead. Could what? Joe Critchlow be the starting quarterback? Are we at that point with all the injuries? I don't know. Maybe. Johnny Linehan compared him to Ron Weasley this morning, so. Way to, way to inject some uh, confidence into the fitness. We could use a little Harry Potter magic on Friday night. Also, Johnny, prepare yourself for our appearance in the Marriott Center. <laughs> What's that part? Which movie is it where Harry pretends to give Ron the uh, stroke of good luck and he goes out and balls out in front of the... Uh... Oh, it's like one of the first eight, I think. <laughs> he, he plays I don't know really one. well. We, maybe we need to do that for Joe Chris. If my brother-in-law Tommy Walter is watching, please let us know which one <laughs> He's, He knows more than Yes, anyone. yes. The head coach, Kalani Satake, spoke on the matter at length yesterday, in his own words, on the quarterback situation. There's still a chance that, that uh, Tanner and Bo could play this week. And so with that still out there and then and the practice time, it's just a matter of how much practice time can we get in this week and how much time can we feel comfortable with our guys leading, and what's the risk of them and, and, and with the, with the injuries that they have? So, with that said, we're still looking at possibly using Joe Critchlow and, and Cody Wilstead as guys that, that uh, you just hate to take them out of their redshirt year. And these guys were serving missions a year ago, but um, you know, last time a return missionary was thrown in there early it was Tanner Mangum, and it worked out pretty well. So, uh, we we still have to kind of factor all that in and. Even with the thought that maybe Tanner and, and Bo would still return, you know, even if not this week, then hopefully soon, you know. So, uh, trying to factor all those pieces in and trying to get the team ready and and have guys to get get the the bulk of the reps and be able to function and have points. So I, the last thing you want to do is just kind of have it open and then not really be good at, at at what we can what we can accomplish and not sink reps into the guy that's going to be uh, basically taking taking the role and taking the first 
first snap of the game on Friday. Kalani Satake in his own words on the BYU quarterback situation. So let's summarize. Tanner Mangum or Bo Hodge? But not Bo Tanner. If not one of those two, slash three, Joe Critchlow or Cody Wilstead? So let's look closely at all of the options available, Jerem, starting with Tanner Mangum, who is dealing with an undisclosed ankle injury. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's not undisclosed. Well, we don't know the details <laughs> of it, right? I know, but it's obviously his you know, It's ankle his ankle, but what is yeah, it? We yeah. don't know. Okay, if, he, if he's healthy, he'll play. That's been the case all season. He if he was healthy against Wisconsin, he would have played Mangum. If he was healthy against Utah State, he would have played. He's the starter. He's the guy. If he's not available, Bo Hodge, if he is available, then good. typically if you suffer any kind of head injury, again, we don't know what it is, but it looked like concussion-like symptoms, uh, he would probably miss this week. So let's see what it is and if he's available. I'm guessing he's not available. Quaid Ebber is nowhere to be found in this conversation from anybody. So he, he ain't the guy, okay? Then there's Joe Critchlow, who's more likely than Cody Wilstead to be the guy. Based on the logic from Kalani Sitake, we want to sink the reps into that guy. Do you think Tanner Mangum would be ready to go without reps? Ooh. Yes, is the answer. Joe Critchlow needs to get all the reps this week. Correct. To at least be ready to be the backup. Correct. Or the starter! Yes. Give him all the reps. Basically, Basically, everything we have heard would suggest that if Tanner is cleared to play, He's obviously the guy. If he is not, then you just go down the line. But you skip Coy, apparently, because he's Joe not even mentioned. Critchlow. They don't even say his name. Like it. If I had to put a serious amount of Jolly Ranchers on a certain bet, then I would say Tanner Mangum or Joe Critchlow. Joe Critchlow needs to be ready to at least be the backup. Because what if Tanner Mangum comes in? He can play. Ha ha ha! Tanner Mangum can play. But he's not feeling well. But he's not effective with that uh, ankle or gets hurt or whatever. Joe Critchlow needs to be ready to play. Yes. In fact, the chance that Joe Critchlow plays on Friday, I'd say, is decent. Who is Joe Critchlow? What did he do? Where has he been? Who is this man? Who is Joe Critchlow? That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Joe Critchlow threw for uh, 2,317 yards and 25 touchdowns as a high school senior, okay? We talked about him a little bit earlier this week. Six foot four, two hundy, freshman from Franklin, Tennessee, home of Paramore, one of my favorite bands, went on his mission to Montreal, Canada, was a Vanderbilt commit before his mission. Uh, they didn't like the mission thing, apparently. So BYU picked him up kind of late in the game. Nice addition. He's looked good. I've been told by multiple people that he looks good in practice. We saw him in practice um, in fall camp. Looked nice. The plan for him was to redshirt this year and then uh, compete to be the guy in a year or two, right? Uh, But we're in a situation where BYU could have up to two quarterbacks out this week, and Coy kind of had his chance, it sounds like, and Joe Critchlow might be the starter or at least the backup in this game. Representing Franklin, Tennessee, Joe Critchlow, originally committed to Vanderbilt. That didn't work out. Comes off his mission. SEC, I want to point out. Albeit, now at uh, BYU. Cellar dweller. The same Vanderbilt team that talked a bunch of smack to Alabama and then got smacked 59 to nothing. Well, everyone gets smacked by Alabama. <laughs> Truth. Well, almost everyone. My only question about this whole Joe Critchlow situation is, is it worth burning his red shirt? 
to play him against Boise State and maybe a few other games this year. Are there well, was it worth burning Tanner Mangum's redshirt to bring him in against Michigan State to finish the game, to kneel it out? No. He eventually had to play and he was gonna burn it anyway. But some guys just wanna kind of just go through the just he was gonna redshirt this year. And so, yeah. Is it worth it? What's the goal right now? Winning. Make a bowl game. Winning. Make yeah. a bowl game. And if Joe Critchlow gives you the best chance. you can beat Boise State if Joe Critchlow's in the game? I don't know what to expect from Joe Critchlow. If he is the best chance for BYU to win the game, then yes. Let's say Tanner Mangum's cleared, but he's only like 65% or something. Mm. Is that better than a brand new starter in I'm Joe glad Critchlow? I don't have to make that decision. I'm glad I I'm don't in, have to make that decision. Like, I think if I think Kalani is, is saying what he really means. Sometimes there can be some gamesmanship there, right? If, if Tanner Mangum is ready and cleared, not, maybe not even ready, if, just if he's cleared, he go and play. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Who is your starting quarterback on Friday versus Boise State and why? Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Doc Worley. Bo Hodge seemed more confident at the position and able to create with his legs. But I wonder how Tanner would do in the shotgun spread. Certainly more comfortable in that, having run that in high school. And if Bo Hodge had a concussion, depending on how yeah, significant if, that is, I just don't oh, think he's going to play. He's not it doesn't play. matter if the significance, if he had one. He's, he's not out. playing. If he had one, right? Yeah. Hey, coming up, Between the Lines plays golf with the women's golf team again. This is BYU Sports Nation, my friends, including a discussion of What's the likelihood of Tanner Mangum running out as the starting quarterback on Friday night? Blaine Fowler will offer his opinion next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN if you'd like to join our quarterback quandary conversation today. I won't back down from that, I'll tell you that. After further review, 8 Eastern time tonight on BYU TV as the guys recap Utah State, preview Boise State. Uh, Dave McCann on assignment with KSL in Las Vegas, so your boy Spencer Linton gets the start. We call him the Joe Critchlow of BYU TV. I am the Joe Critchlow of after further review. (laughs) Totally okay with that. We're going to paint your hair red. (laughs) Really embrace it. Who is your starting quarterback on Friday against Boise State? I'm sorry, 7 Eastern on after further review. 7 Eastern. Yeah. Correct. That's important. Because 8 Eastern is what? A different show. Yes. Called BYU Football Declines. That is correct. At R7Bear tweets in, his starting quarterback, <laughs> Uncle B, at BFowler16, okay. or at JLinahan9. Do not put them in the same sentence. Where's the yellow card? Get the yellow card. Yeah, yeah, for the Johnny Linehan. His fourth down conversion percentage matches this current offense. Okay. Well, then. that's There's excessive amount of snark on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I can appreciate that. Now, the first half of that answer, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, former BYU quarterback, national champion, everyone's favorite uncle, joining us once again on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, welcome back to the show. What's up, Blaine? Just for the record, if I played right now, I would be fine if they just put me in the shotgun and they just let me throw all the quick routes. Because they run the same offense I used to run. Like, I know the offense. I know the reads. Okay. But the first time a defensive lineman got close to me and I had to run, 
three steps in, I would blow out both hamstrings. <laughs> and not just blow them out. They would fall off the back of my legs and fall to the ground. And they would have to take me off on a cart, and I might never be the same the rest of my life. Did you say you'd be free-falling at that point? Yes. Thank you. Good Tom Petty reference. Yes. So, Why the booze? Why the booze? It's a celebration. What's your favorite Tom Petty song? Um, did he do Into the Great Wide Open? Is that him? I think Someone so. Someone needs to confirm that. Oh, no. If- Under the skies of blue. Sounds like Tom Petty. I'll yes, it does. Rebel without yes. a clue. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. Rip, rip Tom Petty. Yeah, I, he's got a lot I love. With yeah. solo album or the Heartbreakers? Both. Both, yeah. yeah. Good answer. Yes. Oh, he's, 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 yes. I, I love Tom Petty. Like, he, I, I, listened, I listened to his music for years and years. I still will, even before he just passed, I would be scrolling through my Apple Music and go, oh, I'm going to listen to a little Tom Petty today. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, our Twitter question today. Who is your starting quarterback on Friday versus Boise State? Why? What do you think? I don't know until after practice today. So call me this afternoon. <laughs> because here, here's the deal. And, and Tanner has to get cleared. And I know, and he threw last week when I was at practice, but he was pretty much a club foot last week. They had a huge tape job on him with a brace on there. Um, I, I think if he's healthy and they go, we can stabilize this thing enough so that he will not re injure it. So he doesn't have, because I think you've got to think about his long term. He has a whole other year left, and they, I, I don't think you play him until you're pretty certain that he's not going to re-injure it because of the weakness. Like, you have a chance to get hurt every time you step out on the field, even when you're healthy. But, but if they go, well, he's at a higher risk to re-injure that right now, then, then I wouldn't play him. But, if, but if, he, if they go, you know what, we can brace this thing up so he's not at risk to re-injure that, then he would be my guy. Uh, but, but if he can't, then I really don't know until after practice today. I'm very, very hesitant to play a freshman unless I have to play one, especially one that just got back from a mission this summer. And you, you can think of, like, even really, really good quarterbacks. I mean, we'll just take you back to John Beck. John Beck is a senior. Everybody remember his junior and senior year. He was a phenomenal player his senior year. One of the best leaders I've ever seen at quarterback here. And he could make every throw, and he knew this offense, and the ball was coming out. When he had to play when he was a freshman, he was awful. And I wasn't sure if we were ever going to get him back from the shell shock he experienced as a freshman out there. Because you can get reps in practice as a freshman, and then you get into a game, and the speed of the game and guys smacking you around, it can have long-term negative effects on a quarterback. So sometimes you have to play one. Fortunately, I think this offensive line is better than the offensive line that, that John had as a freshman. He was just getting like teed off on that year I thought it took him almost two years to recover from that wow um and so I would not want to play Joe Critchlow if I didn't have to what's the breaking point then like is a 70 percent Tanner Mangum that won't hurt his ankle any further a better option than burning the red shirt and bringing in the freshman Joe Critchlow 85. 85%. Okay, if Tanner Mangum is cleared, is there an assumption that he's a certain percentage? Yeah, I, I would think – I think they clear him um, not based on what his percentage of ability to make all the plays is because there's going to be plays that are completely out of the offense with his ankle in a, in a brace or, or taped up heavily. So it's not about, hey, he can do 85. It's about, will we re-injure this thing or not? Does he have a high propensity to re-injure this thing or not? It's about whether they can stabilize that thing enough to – to take away any more risk than a normal player out there of playing um, because he's going to be limited. He's not going to be able to run around like like he could before he hurt the ankle for a while probably. And so 
I say an, an 85% effective, where you can run 85% of the offense with the experience and the reps and being the guy in the whole offseason is, is better than throwing a freshman in there. And, and don't get me wrong. You guys have heard me talk about this since fall camp. Joe Critchlow, I think, is a big-time talent. Like, I watched him in the fall camp. He was the most surprising. Bushman surprised me. I'm like, wow, this guy is really good. Next after Bushman to me was, wow, look at Joe Critchlow. Really? This guy is really standing out to me as a guy. And I'm going, and this guy just got off of a mission a couple months ago? He has a chance to be really, really good. Never in my mind did I think, but you know what? They're going to have to play him as a freshman a couple months off of a mission. I want him to have the opportunity to grow in this system the way he should with opportunity to learn, to redshirt, and, and then be able to, when he first gets in there, to have all of the ability to just shine. Um, but if you're desperate and you have to play him, then you have to know we're going to have some growing pains along the way. There's going to be throws that shouldn't be made. There's going to be indecision that shouldn't be there. You're going to have to simplify the offense in a big, big way to make those reads a little bit simpler so you can just let him go be an athlete. He's a pretty athletic kid. He, he, he's a big, strong kid. He can make every throw on the field, and he seems to be pretty decisive when he's been out there in practice. Those are the things that impress me. He's got nice pocket presence. He doesn't seem to get rattled when guys are kind of flying around him when they kind of went live in fall camp. So I was really, really impressed with him. But a live game action against a team like Boise State, who's really well coached. I don't know that from a talent perspective they're as good as they've been in past years, but they're always unbelievably well coached. Yeah. And they play with confidence. That's a tough task to put a freshman in a game for. Okay, if Tanner Mangum is the guy, you just put him in the shotgun? And if you want to run a read-pass option, you bring in Austin uh, Kofensis and let him do that? Yeah, you can build a package around him. Does Kofensis throw the ball? He's a wildcat guy right now. He, he's a wildcat guy. He's capable of throwing. He threw it in high school. Struggled in the drop back game coming out from under center in fall. He did. Um, but in high school, that's not what he ran. He was in a shotgun, running a read zone and throwing it on the run and having you know opportunity. to. So is he capable of playing if they tailor the offense to that? You know, Kofensis is capable of playing, but he also has no experience. He, like He's in the same position Coy was in last, last week. Yeah. And I feel bad for Coy Detmer because – you know the week before that 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 they're going, oh, no, now we got to get Bo ready to play because he's been getting reps as the backup. Coy's getting nothing as the third since fall camp, right? So the third just doesn't get reps. Oh, hey, go in and throw one. You know, it doesn't get reps in team and, and skeleton. And so you're trying – now you go, you've got Bo and you're going, whoa. Normally we split first and second reps a certain way. If you've got a veteran quarterback, you really develop your backup. But when you're just trying to get a guy ready to play, you go, mm, that percentage is going to be a lot higher for Bo and, and not as many for Coy as a typical backup because we're going to have to roll the dice here and we're just going to have to assume that Bo can stay healthy for yeah. this game. That's what you have to do because if you get them both ready, neither is going to be ready. right? So now Coy comes into the game. He hasn't had the reps to be ready to play. So I feel bad for Coy because I think everybody's judging him on, well, he wasn't very good in that game. He threw pick sixes. He looked confused out there. He's like, hey, he hasn't had very many reps in the last several weeks, and he wasn't ready to play. Now, he needed to take care of the football. He needed to be not quite so bold. So, so I don't know. To me, I go practice today. First thing is, is Tanner healthy enough to play? If he's healthy enough to play, that's pretty obvious, right? If he's not, then you go, how has Coy performed in practice this week? Um, you know, how has he done compared? It's almost like there's a quarterback competition right now between here and Joe Critchlow to see who can who shines in practice this yeah. week. Is there? Because I don't hear Coy's name mentioned in any convos from Ty, from Kalani. It's like, so he's just out of the running? 
I, I, I feel like, it feels like. I feel like they know what Koi can do, and he's he's getting reps. He's getting reps. But I feel like they are thinking back and going, remember how good Critchlow was in fall camp? Yeah. He's been overrunning the prep team and shredding the first defense at times. Like, But when you're running the prep offense, they hold a card up, and they show everybody what route. So they're like, oh, here, Jerem, run this route. Oh, and Joe, you throw to this guy. So he's not making <laughs> reads. He's not, and so – I might even be able to still do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, so it's very different. And, and I'm not down. I, I don't want to downplay in any way, shape, or form Joe's skill set because it's very good. Like, he's impressed me. But I, I hate to have to play a freshman. If we have to play a freshman, then we have to be patient with him. Then we just have to go, okay, he's going to make mistakes. He's had no reps up until this week. Um, so I hope that Tanner can play. I hope Tanner can play. And if he can't play, they're looking this week, and they're going to go, can Joe make all the reads? How is he and all this? This, this is what they're evaluating. Can he make it? So they got to get him a bunch of reps to see if he's capable. If they feel like he's equal to Coy in making the reads, well, physically, he's like he's got a cannon on him. He can throw all the throws. So then you go, well, if they're just equal in decision-making, then let's just play the freshman. If they're not, then you have to – you know who you have to play? You have to play the guy that you feel like is going to take care of the football the best. Especially after last week, right? The, That's really sensitive rarely, right now. The rarely can you point to one thing that caused you to lose a football game. Most of the time you go, wow, we were th- minus three in turnover margin. Then you go back and you go, well, the offensive line didn't play very well. And you know what? We really didn't hold up in the secondary. I've watched this whole game to get ready for after further. Minus review. six, Blaine. They played well. In every aspect of the game, except they turned it over. Ball security. Like, and, like and rarely do I go one thing. Minus six. Minus six. Is going to kill you. But they ran the football better than they've run it all year. The offensive line maybe played their best game. The D-line played pretty well. The secondary made a, only a couple of mistakes um, in, in coverage. They physically manhandled Utah State. And the only reason they lost that game was minus six in turnover margin. Rarely can you say that. In fo- you know what? They could have been minus three and beat Utah State. I brought up that same point, and we discussed that, yeah, Saturday. And, and people well, get all mad at you. Oh, you just have blue goggles on. That's a fact. They manhandled Utah State. Go look yeah. at every statistic. They lost because they turned it over. So the premium this week is what quarterback, if you feel like your defense is good enough to keep you in a game, which I believe they are, if you feel like you should be able to run the football a little against a Boise State, if you can carry over what you did against Utah State, and Ula can play well, and, and you can do some things, if you feel like you can do that, then this decision is – Who's going to manage the game the best and take care of the football? And whoever that is, if it's not Tanner, is going to be the guy. With the fumbles, it was interesting because they weren't in the backfield. In fact, Ula Tolutau has 40 carries. He's lost three yards total. He doesn't lose yards, right? Squally Canada, one yard lost all year. It was down the field when you probably had a nice gain of five plus. So correctable errors and whatnot. And then uh, Boise State, we haven't even talked about Boise State. They, they are... Maybe not the same team they've been, but they were up three touchdowns on Washington State, who beat USC. They're kind of so, Jekyll and Hyde, Blake. Well, the thing about they them is Virginia. they're a little bit young this year. Um, they're a little smaller than they've been up front. I think that Virginia just just went and they just beat them up at the last scrimmage. Physically dominated. Just physically beat them up at the coaching scrimmage. from the Cavaliers. So, so I think Bronco and his staff looked at, at, okay, what is Boise State this year? You know what? We have a physical advantage up front. Let's just punish these guys. And they did. Now, rarely does that happen. And if you look at this roster, Boise State, they have had a steady stream of NFL guys every single year. Some of the best playmakers in the league right now are from Boise State. 
They don't have right now a dynamic NFL running back that's that you're going, whoa, that guy's a big-time NFL guy. Yeah, they don't um, have an Ajayi or yeah, McNichols. They have had some really good defensive linemen. They've got some talent there, but they're, they're not quite what they've had. But here's what they have. This team plays like they're supposed to win every football game. They have unbelievable confidence, and there's something to be said for that. They know they're well-coached. They have confidence in their staff. And so they show up every game, and they just expect to win. And when you play like that, you play loose and you play fast. And so Boise State always surprises me how fast they play out on the field. So they'll come in here, they'll think that they're going to win, and they'll play with confidence. And if they can get some turnovers early, then then they're going to have a great shot at winning. But this game to me, physically, BYU should be able to handle the line of scrimmage. And this game, because I think these two teams athletically are very similar to one another – now turnovers become even more important. The team that is plus in turnover margin will likely win this football game. Joy was Friday. plus five and lost last year in this game. So well, they were way better. Boise State was way better. Also, red card to uh, whoever edited in fourth and 19 into that video. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> Blaine, great stuff. I will see you on the set of After Further Review. We'll be there. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the set. Thank you. The Joe Critchlow of After Further Review. <laughs> <laughs> Throw in the freshman. See what he can do. That's right. Hopefully I can take care of the ball. You're, right. you've had, You're a six-year senior. You've had way more reps hosting shows than Joe's had in real games. That's true. So I think you're going to be okay. You've hosted more shows than he's thrown passes. You're, you're, you're more like uh, you know somebody coming off the bench as a junior or senior. Yeah, you're the okay. Christian Stewart. You're a senior okay. better oh, than nice. Christian Stewart. You're, Christian yeah, you're Christian Stewart. Stewart's like, this guy's yeah. been here. We have no problem okay. with this guy. He can carry us. Man, the pressure is mounting. But Dave was Taysom, so no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Blaine. All right, guys. Who is your starting quarterback on Friday against Boise State and why? Coming up, your tweets plus adding insult to injury. BYU makes a move in the top 10 in what sport? Oh, no. Is that the bottom 25? But first, we crown a new champion of BYU Broadcasting Putt-Putt. Part two of Between the Lines with Lauren McLean. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV nationally. We are on demand anytime, anywhere you feel like it. And tonight, BYU football with Kalani Sitake is live at 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and the app. The player guest tonight, Kairos Tonga. Plus, if you're local, Bam Bam's after for everybody. Big Kairos going to test the integrity of those director's chairs. <laughs> yes, we've tested them uh, up to 600 pounds. <laughs> we were told, I guess. We haven't tested them. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. We haven't tested them, but we were told. He's and he's like 340 or something. Love Big Kairos. Oh, that's like half. Yeah, good stuff. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Cougars preparing for a homecoming showdown with Boise State at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Friday night, 10-15 Eastern, 8-15 Mountain Kick. Storyline of the week, who will be the starting quarterback for the Cougars? Ty Detmer told Greg Rebell yesterday on Coordinator's Corner, it depends on if certain guys are cleared to play. Well, if Tanner's cleared, um, he's seeing the doctor this afternoon. If he's cleared, he'll be the guy. If Bo's cleared, he'll be the starter. And then after that, uh, it's kind of all hands on deck right now. We're exploring all options. Follow BYU TV Sports on Facebook for live interviews from BYU Football Media availability today, 1:10 Eastern time. Daniel Sorensen had a tackle last night in the undefeated Kansas City Chiefs 29-20 win against the Redskins. Sorensen has 18 tackles in three games, by the way. Women's volleyball moved up one spot to number eight in the latest AVCA coaches poll. 
BYU on the road at St. Mary's and Pacific on Thursday and Saturday. And the men's golf team is tied for first place after day one at the Nick Watney Invitational in Fresno. Peter Quest, what a great name. Shot five under, including a 65 in his first round. They played two rounds on day one. They have yet to tee off. We will update you if we uh, once they tee off. Quest for the birdie. That just sounds. I'm serious. It sounds like a PGA name. Quest with a K. Well, you can do a lot of marketing with a last name like Quest. Holy cow! Speaking the quest of for perfection. Oh no, snap, no, no, no. Jerem! No, this is no eight. <laughs> so nine years ago. Speaking of the golf, last week, Kendra Dalton and Anna Kennedy of the BOA women's golf team very readily accepted the challenge to compete against Lauren McLean as they took on the BYU broadcast building putt-putt course. Yes, there was actually that thing. And it's time to go between the lines for round two. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Well, after three holes, Anna Kennedy is leading with three under. But don't you worry, because myself and Kendra Dalton are ready to make a comeback. This is the last round, and things are about to get heated. So for our last three, or back three, if you will, we're going to head up here to the second floor. (laughs) See who wins. Mm-hmm. Please be something good. My best score was last year at the Hobble Creek Tournament, and I shot 67. And she won the first college tournament she ever played in. What? It was really fun. Oh, oh. Are you trying to bounce this off the wall? <laughs> we don't know. Come back, come back. Oh, <laughs> you're kidding. You avoided the vegetation. Bite, bite, bite hard. I actually don't hate that shot. Through legs. All right, through the legs, y'all. Ooh, look at that. Stay there, stay there. Bite, bite, bite hard, bite hard, bite hard, bite hard. Behind the kidding me. What's interesting is you wish that upon me. Oh, clever. Okay, Okay, good layup. It's called a layup. Layup, bite, bite. Oh, we're good. Oh, that's some air. Sit, sit, sit. All right, all right. Through the legs, baby, through the legs. Ooh, come on, come oh, on, that's come it, that's on. it. Oh, yes! Most unfortunate. Look at that. Do stay in the lead. Oh, this is remarkable. Get in, baby. Get, Get in. in. There. Shut Freaking up. Oh. I touched it, I touched it, I touched it. I touched it, I touched it. Nice. Thank you. Ah, oh, 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 okay. Okay. love it, love it, love everything golfers. about it. I hope you get tip of the putter. It's going to be Cougar Girl. Yes. Growl. Oh, oh, I saw the no face. Yes. Oh, wow. Mm. Dang it. Eyes closed. Yes, love it, yes, love yes. it. Can I say I'm adaptable? Heads up. <laughs> Hey, that's I'll actually not bad. I will take that. What is that kind of, of, the, order, of the, order the ordinary? Words are hard. Ordinary. One leg. I'll take it. Oh. <laughs> you nearly knocked down the obstacle. Well, it's me again. 
Oh, oh, you can work with that. You can work with that. She's got a shot. All right. Nailed it. Yes, 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 yes. You didn't growl. Look at that. Oh, back, 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 back. It's because you didn't growl. Night dress for the win. Nicely done. That is just insulting. All right, our sixth and final hole because we are too lazy to do any more than that. Dance move. Dance move. I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. And five, oh, yeah. six, seven, eight. Oh! Good. You did something good. Okay. Your right. legs. You want to keep Dug going? Dug before? can do it again. If I would have known we could surpass the hole. Oh. <laughs> It's killing me. Right? Three legs. Oh. May the best game three legs win. Oh. oh. <laughs> you do not go count. through the hoop. You gotta go through the hoop. Hole in one. <laughs> 15 yard penalty. Okay. Off your foot. Oh. No, I'm not helping. Oh, good, Kenneth. We find a way here, people. <laughs> We're getting close. <laughs> here you go. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, yeah. Is there a will? Nope, no There's will. There's not a will. There's not a will. <laughs> well, she's out of the running by like Get in. 12 strokes. Touch, oh, touched. oh totes touched it. Wow, yes. that's generous. Oh, phenomenal wow. execution. Thank well you. done. And our official winner of the sixth hole beauty broadcasting tournament is Anna. Yeah, baby! Sorry, Kenneth. Well done. If well you could, done. <laughs> well done. What's your, uh, what would you like to say to your fans out there? I would like to thank them for this opportunity, and I'm glad I could come through. <laughs> well done. See you guys on the course. I was so close, so close. But congratulations to Anna Kennedy. She was phenomenal. Kendra, keep working, my friend. Keep working. Next week, we're going to do Elite versus Street with the women's soccer team. And I will probably have a Scott Sterling moment. I Follow hope us so. on Twitter. Oh, snap. I hope I, so. There's no hoping because it will happen. Okay. Follow us on Twitter, BOU underscore BTL. Use the hashtag BOUBTL. Is there anything more insulting than losing to one of your friends and then being smacked in the face? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I got, I got irritated inside watching that because that would drive me nuts. Yeah, good sports. There's right like there. a, yeah, there's like a we play by anchorman rules, no touching in the hair and face. <laughs> yeah. Right, and that's it. Like I just beat you. I'm going to smack you in the face. Yeah, that's like if, yeah! Anyone, if anyone ever flip, flips me on the head, that will if you want to make what me are you mad. In fifth is that person in fifth grade? Have you like, had friends they do the <laughs> on top of your head? Well, when I was cold, you'd come in from recess or get to school or whatever and a friend would flick your ear. You're already like freezing. You're like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> Great we, friends. We don't uh, support any of the things that we have talked don't, about. No, bullying, no, not cool. <laughs> that was fun. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Thanks, guys. Lauren. Also, nice uh, Han Solo jacket. Right? <laughs> You're going to see that in the uh, Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, guys. Legit. You bet. Who is your starting quarterback on Friday against Boise State Good and Lauren. why? Jacket. More of your tweets on the way. Plus, also, women's volleyball moves up in the top ten. Where are they now? They just keep on winning. 15-1. and one. BYU makes a move in the bottom 25 for the football team. Yeah, we, we don't like don't that. Don't that up. Apparently, yeah, because we're talking about it next.
Between the Lines on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast. It airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, all part of Super Tuesday. That's right. It starts at uh, 6 Eastern tonight, the rear of this show, or if it's uh, you know, like 6.46 Eastern when you're watching this, then that means you're watching the rear. After further review, it comes up at 7 Eastern, hosted by your boy Spencer Linton this week. And then at 8 Eastern, a fresh dish of BYU football with Kalani Sitake, player guest Kairos Tonga. And if you want to participate in the show, you can still sign up on BYUcougars.com slash Sitake Show. Bam Bam's after today, so it's going to be a great night. Yeah, that's the thing. Can't wait. Can you say no? Just stay after further review. And hang out with us. And eat the food. Yeah, man. It sounds like Come a party. great plan. I hate that we have to do this every week. Well, we don't do we have, have to. to do we it? don't have to. Someone's but... choosing to do it. <sighs> We're going to do it. <laughs> CBSSports.com released their latest bottom 25 in college football. And BYU still in the mix. Understandably. One and four after losing to Utah State. It's fair. BYU moves from number 20 last week. And here's the thing. You want to be out of the top 25. Like, you don't want to be number one in this poll. If you're the 26th worst team in this, you're out. You're out. Yes. You don't. Number one is the worst college football team in America. Yes, there are 130 teams in this, I think, right? 129, 130? Yeah, you want to be 130 in this poll. Okay? Yes, you do. BYU went from number 20 to number 14 this week. Okay. Tom Fornelli, very witty, snarky, funny guy. Commented simply, quote, how much worse is this going to get? Could be one in six unless BYU uh, brings it next two weeks. Cougar opponents also in the rankings. No longer Utah State after beating BYU. Good for them. San Jose State wait, number six. Wait, I have a, I have a, a thought Okay, um, from Tom Petty about this. Baby, even the losers get lucky sometimes. That's all I have to say about that. San Jose State sixth. UMass. The Minutemen, they're always ready. Nipping at the heels of the Spartans, number eight. Wolf. <laughs> and East Carolina in at number 12. San Jose State played UNLV. I recorded on my DVR. I started watching it a little bit last night. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> you, you can do so combat opponents. I was like, I'll just read about this. I don't need to watch this garbage. UNLV won big. But everybody wins big against San Jose State. Utah yeah. State. Yeah. Utah. UNLV. Brigham is helping. Yes. <laughs> yes. South Florida. <laughs> right, South Florida. <laughs> Living on last year's laurels. BYU number 14, but three opponents still ranked lower <laughs> or higher, BYU's depending on how you want to view that category poll. as these guys. That is crazy. Listen, this all, goes away. this all goes away if BYU beats Boise State. They won't be in the bottom 25 oh, if yeah. they beat Boise State. Boise State's a qu- – obviously, people know about Boise State. Quality program. They've been tremendous. Two and two start. Kind of a slow start for their standards. Uh, BYU can beat Boise State. And I think that if Tanner Mangan plays, you've got a shot. If Joe Critchlow plays, it's certainly tougher because we just don't know what to expect. Listen to me. If BYU beats Boise State – I have been for 49 minutes. Are you really listening, though? Huh? I feel like you're not really listening, Jerem. Could be last week where you 
looked at me and you go, why are you looking at me that way? I'm like, well, like what? <laughs> if BYU beats Boise State, not only will the bottom 25 conversation absolutely disintegrate, BYU will go to a bowl game. If BYU yeah. beats oh, Boise State, yeah. Yeah. the Cougars will absolutely be in a bowl game. Now, here's my uh, caveat to that. It all depends who's playing quarterback. Like, Tan- I, I don't want Tanner Mangum to play and then re-injure said ankle. I don't want that to happen. That is the very fine line that the doctors and coaches and Tanner have to walk this week. Is he good enough? Is he yeah. healthy enough to be the starter against Boise State? And that takes us back to our Twitter question. Who is your starting quarterback on Friday night against Boise State and why? Let's get back to the Twitter machine. One of my favorite tweets of the morning from at 801 Salt Lake. Mo Longy running the Rhino Cat. <laughs> Can you rent that at Home Depot? <laughs> at Loyal to the Royal. Joe Critchlow, because I can't wait to see the new ginger power duo of Critchlow to Bushman in action. Might as well throw oh, TJ Haas out there, too. At Hot Wings 85. I got to know Cody Wilstead personally. I would love to see him have a shot. But if Tanner Mangum is healthy, Tanner should start. Yeah, I... I think Critchlow's ahead of Willstead on the depth chart. Um, I, I don't foresee Willstead getting into the game barring some disaster of injuries this Friday, which you don't want. No one wants this, right? If you're playing your fourth string, you, it tells you a lot about what's going on with your season because typically there's not a lot of success there. Yeah, if typically you're, you're it has not ended deep, well. Like it, when has when BYU gone to its fourth string and been like, yeah, everything's great? In 1992, BYU played four quarterbacks and I think finished with uh, a 6-5 and five record and yeah. played Kansas in a loss in the Aloha Bowl. In what situation in your life do you go to your fourth string? Like socially dating? That's not a good Friday night if you're on your fourth string option, if you know what I mean. 2003, <laughs> Jackson Brown, fourth string quarterback. Jackson Brown! BYU. Jordan B. Digger! A losing record. Coming so, up. Please, Tanner, get healthy. Men's golf team's in first place after day one, baby. That's because they have a guy named Peter Quest, Jerem. Questable. Also, a BYU Top 25 team moving up in some actually good rankings. Details next. Peter Questlove. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler and Lauren Frankham McLean. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Who's going to be the quarterback for BYU? Coming up this week, Greg Rubel, Sean Olmstead rolls out the men's volleyball schedule, Super Bowl champ Brian Billick, Dennis Pitta, and men's basketball coach Dave Rose. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU versus Boise State Friday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Kenton to kick off is live at 9 Eastern time. Yesterday, Ty Detmer told Greg Rubel on Coordinator's Corner, it depends on if guys are cleared to play as to who will be the starting quarterback. Follow BYU TV Sports on Facebook for live interviews from BYU football media availability starting in 16 minutes at 1.10 Eastern time. Cougars in the NFL. Daniel Sorensen continues to see considerable time For the Kansas City Chiefs, he had a tackle last night in the undefeated Chiefs 29-20 win over the Redskins. In fact, he's averaging six tackles over three games. Volleyball. The ladies move up from number nine to number eight in the latest ABCA coaches poll. BOA plays at St. Mary's and Pacific Thursday and Saturday. Golf. The men's golf team. Tied for first place after day one at the Nick Watney Invitational in Fresno. Peter Quest is the individual leader after shooting a 5-under 65 in round one. Round two tees off at the top of the hour. Softball. 
BYU plays Salt Lake Community College tonight at 8 Eastern in Provo. Typically, this is yielded like a 20-1 to 1 score. So that's just be nice. Post-McKenna Bowl era. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. How will the ladies fare? Mm. I don't, maybe Peter Quest for Perfection. So. <laughs> McKenna, but great names, sports names. Like, there's certain names that are great in sports. Peter Quest and McKenna Bowl are two of them. Yeah, two of the top. That's certainly that have been mentioned on these microphones. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Peter Quest for Perfection, who shot a 65 in round one at the Nick Watney Invitation. Whenever I hear Watney, I think of uh, a movie with uh, Matt Damon and Mars. What was that again? Oh yeah! Uh, oh my goodness! Are you serious? How can we not? Re- how can we not remember this? What's the name? Martian. The, the Martian. The Martian, of course. Which one? Uh, Bring Globe him home, Jerem. Bring yeah. him home. I enjoyed that book. It's good. Who's your starting quarterback on Friday against Boise State? And why? I feel the Twitter machine coming on. You got tweets. Jim McMahon. No, don't don't do that. At Golf Lover One Thousand. If Tanner Mangum or Bohaj can't play, Joe Critchlow should get the start. There is a reason the coaches were really high on him after fall camp. They were saving him uh, like a delicious dessert with a red shirt or something. At R underscore M underscore Niehaus. Joe Critchlow, another vote for Joe. BYU needs something new and exciting under them right now. Something with real potential. That plays into this. Like, Coy had more than a half and didn't show much, Detmer Jr., so people are kind of clamoring for a different flavor, even though that was a tough situation for your boy, Coy Detmer Jr. Our elite tweet of the day from at one bald Cairo doc. He tags Jeremy and Spencer. Hey, can either of you throw a football? Just asking for a friend. The answer is no, and you know that. The conversation, well, the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Show is on demand, people, on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Clayton Odom. No relation to Lamar that we know. If you're local, we'll see you in 39 minutes. We'll get there for the beginning. It's in 13 minutes. Homecoming spectacular. Jerem, who's your it's date, not, man? It's not homecoming spectacular. That's later this week, man. <laughs>